0: start the video.
1: Shut off my phone. Okay. Oops. Bear with me. See gallery. Good morning, everyone. This is Judge Kaplan, and we are addressing today's calendar with the block by matters. I'm hearing a little feedback.
2: You Let's
1: see. Just bear with us while we test. The speaker's not supposed to be on, right? No. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Are you still there? Slightly, but I, I assume all on remote. Can you all hear me? I see you not. A you note. find, Your Honor. Okay. Uh, it, it does seem a little feedback from the laptop here, but. From your laptop? Yeah. Uh, uh, let me just lower it. There we go. All right. Yep, much better. This is what we face with these days. Good morning, Council. So uh, I have uh, counsel who are here in court as well as counsel appearing remotely. Uh, let me just have an appearance uh, on behalf of uh,
3: the debtor. Good morning, Your Honor. May it please the court, Richard Kanowitz of and boon on behalf of the debtors and debtors in possession block right. Thank you. On behalf of the committee.
1: Good morning, Your Honor. Kenneth Allett of Brown Rudnick for the committee.
3: Good morning, Your
2: Honor. Daniel you know the
1: Burns on the committee. All right. Let me take other appearances
4: who are here. More for just to let those who are appearing remotely know who's sitting in the courtroom. Good morning, Your Honor. Adam Goldberg of Latham and Watkins on behalf of the joint liquidators of Three Arrows
5: Capital. I'm joined with my colleague, Brett Nade. Good morning. Good morning, Your Honor. Uh, Brian Gluckstein, Sullivan and Cromwell on behalf of the FTX debtors. Great. Thank you.
1: Mr. Sponder, good morning.
3: Good morning, Your Honor. Jeff Sponder from the Office of the United States Trustee.
1: And now let's do the reverse. Uh, Let me have appearances for those appearing remotely.
3: Good morning, Your Honor.
4: Uh, Dan Kurth on behalf of Prime prime Block Operations LLC. All right. Thank you. Good morning, Your Honor. Douglas Tabachnik, local counsel for Prime Block Operations. Okay. Good morning, Your Honor. Bennett Silverberg of Brown
1: Ruddink on behalf of the committee. Thank you, Mr. Silverberg.
3: Good morning, Your Honor. Jeff Traurig, on behalf of Elise Freshco, the fee examiner.
1: And I see Mr. Good morning. Good morning,
4: Your Honor. <clears throat> Good morning, Your Honor. Nima Mohebi,
1: on behalf of the uh, joint liquidators of Three Arrows Capital. Great. Thank you. Good morning, Your Honor. David Adler from McCarter and English uh, Efficiency Council to the committee. Good morning, Mr. Adler. Good morning. Anyone Good morning, else? Your Honor. Huh? There Amy we go.
0: Furness, Amy Furness, uh from Haynes and Boone here on behalf of the debtors and debtors in succession.
1: All right. Thank you.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Joshua Dorchak of Morgan Lowe's on behalf of Emerging Fidelity Technologies Limited.
1: Good morning. And all right. So, Council, it's kind of look. Y- yes, Your Honor. What um, would you like to start with?
3: Well, uh, good news. Um, This should be relatively straightforward hearing, nothing contested. This is truly a status conference on four matters um, regarding FTX and three arrows that are on the docket. You have the claim objection against three arrows at 1375, the estimation motion at 1346, and as to the FTX debtors claim objections 1376 and estimation motion 1347. We thought we'd take the opportunity to have a status conference, Your Honor, before we uh, maybe launch into war. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, so here we are. Um, but there's going to be no argument today. Today is really to, to answer any questions you have, as you saw a flurry of documents being filed, right. and to really uh, map out for you in general terms. Again, nothing's hard, fast, and I'll explain uh, as I go along, um, of where the debtors or the estate see us going over the next you know, few weeks, few months. Uh, confirmation is right around the corner, and these issues that are, arise today in connection with estimation and the claim objections tangentially relate to those issues, but do not stop confirmation, right? We were talking about estimation for distribution purposes only in connection with our estimation motion and claim objections which deal with the amount allowed, if any, and the distribution under a plan that gets confirmed. So, again, no oral argument today, but I thought it was really important to get in front of your Honor before we go all out against no. one another.
1: I appreciate that. It always helps, and I enjoy not having argument. We save that for, I think, for tomorrow. Uh, so uh, b- before we go into the status conferences, and since we have the fee examiner and her counsel on, why don't we address, and it's always nicer to talk about fees, right, first? As long as they're approved. So uh, w- let me turn to what's on my calendar as numbers uh, seven and eight, uh, but it's the uncontested matters going forward, the fee examiners. Uh, final report regarding first interim fee applications for both debtors counsel and committee counsel. Let me turn to uh, the fee examiner or, and or her counsel.
0: Good morning, Your Honor. Elise Preka, I'm the fee examiner appointed in this case. I think this will be very brief. Um, the, there are two final reports filed at docket numbers 1464 and 1465. They're separated uh by representation. Um, I spent an extensive amount of time both reviewing the fees and discussing uh, work streams and staffing and timekeeping with all the professionals. After that extensive review, we engaged in negotiations and uh, the proposed order that was filed as an exhibit to both of the uh, final reports reflects those agreements. I can say after looking at the, at the time entries extensively, that the work performed um, and the description provided align nicely, and I recommend allowance as re- as recommended uh, in the two final reports.
1: All right. Uh, any council wish to comment?
2: Your Honor, just on behalf of all the professionals, we want to thank Ms. Frechka for uh, her diligence and her reasonableness in, in working through with all of us, uh, whipping us into shape in certain respects. Um, so we wanted to all thank her.
1: My, uh, out of court, I've heard that she, she was very effective in her job. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, and in reviewing the reports, uh, it, it's apparent that, uh, Ms. Preshka, your diligence uh, uh, and uh, professionalism sh- was shown. And I appreciate Thank your you. efforts. Uh, I think the, re- the reports reflect fair compromises, fair adjustments. Uh, I've gone through both reports, both for debtors committee, I mean debtors count professionals and committee professionals. Uh, I have no issue with the recommendations, and I will approve the, the fees as based on the fee examiner's recommendations in both both matters. And I thank you for your thank time you. and effort. As well as your counsel. We will,
0: we will submit, uh, we'll upload the order as um, filed.
1: That's great. And, thank you. And thank you, Mr. Trawick, as well.
0: May we be excused from the balance of the hearing? It's
1: entertainment, but if you're more than happy to, to, to be excused. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. So th- those were number seven and eight to you. And now we'll return
3: to Mr. Kanowitz. Yes, thank you, Your Honor. For the record, Richard Kanowitz hangs in Bloom for the debtors. Um, So getting back to what the debtors propose or will propose, um, we're going to work diligently and in good faith with both Three Arrows and FTX between now and October 10th to see if we can chart the procedural course and substantive course to resolve the estimation motion and the claim objection motion. Um, If we can't resolve it substantively, we're going to propose both a process uh, to deal with the estimation motion as well as the claims objection as well as a time schedule. Right. So what do I mean by process? Well, what type of hearing should we have? You know, should they be bifurcated legal issues first, factual issues second, A trial on estimation first, trial later on, claims objection? All of those type of things are going to be in the mix. And the debtors with, of course, the state parties, the committee as well, will make a proposal. If the parties cannot agree on the process as well as the schedule, we're going to come before your honor on the 10th in written form, and ask Your Honor to rule. Um, these issues are very important to the estate, both estimation and claim objection, and we're going to put our energy uh, towards that to try to see what can we get done consensually and what issues need Your Honor's attention if we can't. So th- that, that's what I anticipate between now and the 10th. There'll be another filing by the estate concerning, again, process and scheduling. If either, Even if we make a, a deal on, on process and scheduling, we're still going to put something before, Your Honor, so you could really uh, give us your input about how to move forward with these significant matters in the estate. Um, the, the fact is, Your Honor, since we filed our estimation motion and claim objection, there has been discussion between the parties. And in fact, um, three arrows came forth with a number. We don't agree with it. Um, they, they amended their claim, which will give rise to a Another claim objection, but at least we're talking we're getting somewhere. There's been movement. Likewise, FTX, a lot of discussion, a lot of talk. They came down from several billion dollar claims to, I believe, now is a $488 million claim for purposes of estimation. Um, So, again, moving forward, not there yet, but we're looking forward to having, again, productive discussions about how do we resolve it or how do we move forward? Um, Also, in the interim, um, Three Arrows filed their motion to lift stay. It's returnable on the 10th. We will be opposing that as well. That must also get put into the fold. So you're going to have additional pleadings, i.e. the objection to the amended Three Arrows claim on a whole host of defenses and reasons, as well as opposition to the lift stay. So all of that ball of wax will be put in front of, Your Honor, either you know to approve or to sort out on the 10th. At least that's the goal at this point in time. Um, there were some concerns raised by parties outside of the claimants, to wit, uh, the emergent debtors, and and I made it clear in an email to them, and I'll make it clear on the record, we are not seeking to have a determination about what has been preserved, reserved, concerning the emergent pledge and the Robin Hood shares. That is clearly embodied in the stipulation that Your Honor approved, that Judge Dorsey approved, that the government is aware of, that the government has been working with the estate on those issues, so we're not going to use estimation motions or the claim objections to deal with the emergent pledge. It's just that simple. And in fact, on estimation, where we're seeking estimation for distribution purposes, a lien challenge, which is what emergent potentially has, is not even relevant. So we couldn't ask, Your Honor, to make a determination on a lien challenge for distribution purposes, especially where we do not have the collateral asset, rather the government seized it. And on that, Your Honor, I think you might have seen in the news, uh, which is good for all parties who claim to have an interest, the government was able to do a buyback with Robin Hood, and now there's $605 million there, subject to everybody's rights to assert priority or some other type of interest in there. A nice little bump up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something to, to look forward to in terms of creditor distributions in one or more cases. Um, so, so that's really where we're at. I, I don't have many more comments. If Your Honor would, would have any questions, happy to answer or see the podium and to anybody who would like to speak on these issues, but really, it's to table everything, see what we could work out consensually. If not, we'll be back in front of Your Honor on the 10th for some guidance.
1: Well, let me, thank you, Mr. Kanowitz, and I certainly will hear from any, any and all counsel. Uh, two things uh, of concern. Uh, the And I'm pleased to hear that the parties are speaking and trying to work out a sensible approach to resolving the issues, or if not, at least narrowing the issues for the court to resolve. Uh, the question I have is, uh, is it envisioned, and this could be addressed by other counsel as well, that these disputes will have an impact on the planned confirmation hearing going forward?
3: And uh, ours, no, I think I remarked at the beginning... Um, They're related because clearly when we're asking for estimation for distribution purposes, it's it's related to the plan, but that presupposes a confirmed plan. So none of the issues that arise from these claim objections or estimation are a block to confirmation. There are other objections that have been raised that we'll deal with in due course next week, but nothing as it rises from these pleadings. All all right. At least that's my view. And
1: I... From the limited amount I've read, because obviously you all have been working on it, and I just see what gets filed and try to glean the import of it. What I'm able to glean is that is part of this an issue as to uh, which court is going to be addressing some of these issues, whether it's going to be Judge Dorsey uh, or I?
3: There are multiple jurisdiction and venue issues. Or or
1: maybe even another court.
3: Yes, Your Honor. Those issues have been raised and will be raised.
1: Okay. Okay. I will urge the parties, uh, I think I could speak for Judge Dorsey as well, that neither one of us want to have an arm wrestle uh, over uh, jurisdiction. Uh, It's always unseemly when courts are taking opposing or forced to take opposing positions. So to the extent you all can come to a consensus, I think uh, that would benefit both well, both Chapter 11s that are proceeding as well as the insolvency proceeding uh, outside of this country. So, uh, I just offer that for two cents, but I'm, uh, I certainly want to hear from counsel.
3: Sure. And, and that issue, not on for today.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll see let, the me tu- let
3: me turn to the committee. Mr. Allett?
4: Uh, good morning, Your Honor. Kenneth out of Brown-Rudnick. Uh, the committee fully supports the debtors on these issues. Uh, we've been work- This is Perhaps the first hearing where we've been on the debtor side. Uh, we're pleased to do that. Nice to see you sitting together. Uh, and yes, we, we fully support everything that the debtors have said and done with respect to these claims and with respect to the discussions that they've been having with the other parties.
1: Great. Thank you. Uh, let me turn to other counsel.
4: Good morning, Your Honor. For the record, Adam Goldberg of latham Watkins on behalf of the joint liquidators of Three Arrows. Um, before addressing the, the issues of the status conference, if Your Honor uh, would have permitted, I'd just like to take a minute or two to give you the Three Arrows a, sto- a story on our first appearance before you today. Oh, absolutely. Um, thank you. Our case also presents a, a dueling debtor case, and so a little background may be, may be helpful. Um, But before I get into that, I I would also like to mention, for the the court's benefit, we are in the process of retaining local counsel here in New Jersey. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to appear before you in person today um, with that in process. That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, So, Three R's Capital, it was an investment firm organized in the British Virgin Islands to BVI, focused on cryptocurrency trading. Um, It incurred billions of dollars of loans um, from a whole host of parties one of the lenders to Three Arrows was BlockFi. Um, that trading strategy began to unravel and collapsed over the course of 22, uh, 2022, culminating in the BVI liquidation proceeding that was filed on June 27, 2022. That case has now been recognized as a foreign main proceeding uh, in the Southern District of New York before Judge Martin Klein. One of the key issues that has been facing our liquidation proceeding has been that the founders of Three Arrows essentially disappeared upon the filing of the liquidation. Uh, And they have, while they have reappeared in the public sphere for their own parochial purposes, um, they have refused to cooperate with the liquidation and have completely resisted uh, discovery demands through a whole number of courts there in which we're trying to pursue them. As a result, the Three Arrows liquidators have been scrambling from the get-go Um, To identify and preserve assets that are very easily movable to uh, liquidate and realize the value of those assets in a highly volatile environment and really completely rebuild from the ground up the books and records of 3 arrows Um, in in that context, your honor. We've been engaged in a discovery process uh, uh, involving uh, dozens and dozens of parties to attempt to rebuild those books and records and that effort has then been ongoing with the debtors. Um, We've been uh, issuing discovery requests and working with them behind the scenes um, for a little over two months now. Uh, That process has enabled us to now begin pursuing avoidance actions under BVI law, Um, and we are earnestly pursuing those actions against the debtors here, as well as against other Chapter 11 debtors, namely Genesis Global, which is in uh, Chapter 11 in the SDNY, Uh, against FTX, uh, as well as Celsius, um, and a a number of other parties which actually are not in Chapter 11. Um, As part of that effort and to provide additional clarity on the claims before this Court, we filed an amended proof of claim that sets out the detail of our our claims that was filed on September 13th, and it reflects a headline claim amount of approximately $283 million. so our, our claim in this case is, from our perspective, uh, one that involves common issues across an array of cases, as uh, the Debtors' counsel mentioned. And that is why we filed our motion for relief from the stay that's before the court on uh, October 10th. And in the meantime, Your Honor, I should also mention we have a motion for relief from stay pending in the Genesis Global Chapter 11 cases that is currently scheduled to be heard next week on September 26th as well. Um, so. That, that's our uh, brief introduction for... Who's hearing Genesis' case? Uh, that's Judge Sean Lane, Your Honor. Okay. Um, so so that's that's the context uh, for our case, and appreciate Mr. Kammes' remarks. I think I largely agree with uh, what he has framed. We look forward to working on how we can frame and perhaps even resolve these issues uh, before the hearings, um, and we'll be working earnestly to do that.
1: I appreciate the background. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Sounds like all the judges should get together
1: at the NCBJ and just try to bring
5: order to this. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Your Honor. Good morning again. Brian Gluckstein, uh, Sullivan Cromwell for the FTX Debtors. Um, I I, I do echo Mr. Kanowitz's comments. We are talking to the debtors about potential paths forward. As far as both uh, process, Your Honor hit the nail on the head. There are very important venue questions here from our perspective in these uh, multi-debtor issue cases. Um, We clearly understand and believe we have an obligation, as lock five Debtors do, to try to cut through those issues so that Your Honor does not have to um, adjudicate them and be put in that uh, position. Um, we have filed timely claims. Um, we believe they're significant claims. We understand the estate um, has a different view. Um, as we did say in our preliminary response to the motion filed before today, um, we have been working uh, with our FAs, uh, obtaining additional information, talking to the Block 5 debtors about the size of our preference claims into the estates here. Mr. Kahn, which is correct. We have suggested that um, the totality of those claims. For reserve purposes, it uh, could be as low as around 480 million million, which obviously significantly reduced from the claims we filed um, now that we have additional information. Um, we do have questions, and there will be issues not before Your Honor today, about whether estimation is appropriate in that context with the size of that claim, whether the debtor can satisfy its burden under Section 502C that undue delay would be incurred if we need to estimate these claims. They have, of course, filed these substantive claim objections for our claims. Um, They have filed significant claims into the FTX estates, uh, upwards of a billion dollars' worth of claims. I think at this point there's general agreement that the magnitude of the BlockFi claims into our estate are larger than the size of our claims into the estate here. And so that raises all sorts of issues when we have preference claims going effectively um, and other claims going in both directions. Um, We – as I said, Your Honor, you know, we do believe um, that – the complicated questions around both venue and sequencing, um, how to adjudicate to the extent necessary the substantive issues are very complex. Um, and we continue to have discussions with Spotify uh, Debtors Council about how to resolve them and paths forward that would either uh, set reserves or, or in the context of potentially resolving some of these venue questions uh, perhaps even obviate the need. Um, we will certainly over the next couple of weeks, uh, confer, uh, in addition to those discussions with the debtors on process and schedule, uh, to the extent that one or both of the substantive motions need to proceed in short order. Um, and we look forward to trying to, uh, you know, narrow the issues at least as much as possible between now and October 10th. Thank Great. you. Mr.
1: Glexton, thank you. Thank you. Anyone else in court? Let me turn to... Uh, any counsel appearing remotely if they wish to be heard? Mr. Honor, if we may. Thank you.
2: Uh, Joshua Dorchak from Morgan Lewis again on behalf of Emergent Fidelity Technologies. Just quickly to explain our objection, Your Honor. I was pleased to hear Mr. Kanowitz uh, say on the record that uh, the debtors aren't going to ask, Your Honor, to just make any determinations that would be contrary to the stipulation in order it's, uh, that, that stayed the litigation over the Robinhood assets. But just to be clear, the papers that were filed, the motion to estimate and the objection did do that. Um the stipulation and order say thou shalt not litigate ownership of the shares. The motion, the, the papers filed by BlockFi asked court to estimated zero, uh, on the principle that the BlockFi was the sole owner of the shares. The, uh, stipulation and order say thou shalt not Litigate the issue of liens over the Robinhood assets. The papers filed by BlockFi said, "Judge, estimate the uh, claims at zero and, um, and deny the fraudulent transfer claims coming in because uh BlockFi has a valid lien on the Robinhood assets." So we had reason to object. If there's not going to be determination on those subjects, glad to hear it. But hope the judge, I hope you, Your Honor, and the rest of the persons in the courtroom understand that the uh objection that we filed had to firm face sure
1: no i appreciate it I, and i understand all the parties here are doing what they can to preserve their rights and try to reach a pathway to resolving some of the issues uh anyone else wish to be heard
4: all right oh. uh, your honor, honor I- on behalf of Prime Block Operations, we are here for a continued initial status conference. We have a discussion uh, for resolution of an adversary claim with BlockFi. Uh, we've made a settlement offer. They've asked for additional materials to review it and respond to it. We've provided that. In the interim, we sort of ran out of time, so we filed our motion to dismiss and compel arbitration. Right. Uh, and there's a hearing date, I believe, of October 10th for that. Uh, we don't know if we might be seeking to continue that if settlement discussions continue to be fruitful. But right now we have those dates, and I don't know if there's anything else to report to the court at this point, given that if our motion is successful, this won't be heard before your honor or be in arbitration.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm cognizant of the pending motion. Uh, needless to say, I urge the parties to keep discussions going forward. Uh, and, uh, as always, I offer the court's assistance where, where I can. Uh, I get myself in trouble when I do that because I run out of time, uh, keeping all the balls in the air. But if I can I certainly will assist. Otherwise, uh, we're just moving. going to move the pretrial to that date and keep everything for calendar purposes, and we'll see where you all go.
4: Sounds okay. good, Your Honor. All right. Thank then. you, Your Honor.
1: All right, then. Uh, I think we've exhausted the matters. I don't have any additional questions. Mr. Sponder for the U.S. Trustee, or did you have anything you wish to weigh in on?
3: As always, thank
2: you, Your Honor. Jeff Sponder from the Office of the United States Trustee. Nothing today.
1: Thank okay, you. thanks. All right, then. I I will say, I guess I'm tongue-in-cheek. I look forward to seeing you all again. Uh, 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 some tomorrow, maybe. Others on a. Uh, uh, uh next week so thank you uh, we are adjourned Thank you. Uh-